Welcome back to Daycare Pod. I'm Jenna, and this week we're having a little special, like, bonus episode, I guess, because we have to. We just have to talk about the Maddie <laughs> and the Trout and everything that's going on. And a lot of people were asking on both of our platforms, and both of our platforms, who's who's the other person here with me? Welcome back to the podcast, my friend Blair from Talk Purity to Me. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. So fun. One of my favorite podcasts I've ever done. So I'm very excited for Purity Culture and uh, the Bachelor franchise to be colliding once again. Yeah. If you (laughs) listen to the episode we did before, we talked with Blair uh, a little over a year ago on a Patreon episode, and I did make that episode on the mainstream. So I'll link it in our Instagram if you can listen to that again and hear a lot more of Blair's thoughts on The Bachelor. And we just went into it pretty deep. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited that you're back because it's always a topic, I feel like, in The Bachelor. Always. There's always, it's always going to be there because it's so much intertwined with American culture, not just like religious culture. There's just mm-hmm. a lot of it, just very perfa- pervasive in. Mm-hmm you know, the air we breathe all around us. So. so true. I guess for those who don't know your account and who you are, do you want to just give like a brief like, hey, this is what I do. This is my like bona fides. Not that you're an expert <laughs> by any means, but I just right. love talking to you about this. Yeah, totally. Um, uh, My name is Blair and I have my Instagram account, Talk Purity to Me. Been at that for a few years now, which is crazy to say. Yeah. Yeah, it's just really all about me kind of unpacking what I went through in purity culture and a lot of people, you know, it's a very similar experience, kind of a tale as old as time and evangelical culture. You know, mm-hmm. what I went through is definitely nothing unusual for people who grew up in that environment but yeah I just have fun I like to laugh Mm -hmm. I like to just talk about kind of coming out of that culture Mm -hmm. and yeah deconstructing like constructing yeah all that that came with it because I like that you do try to have fun with it and you poke fun and you laugh at your own you know like experiences because they are very common for a lot of people but like it is a heavy subject in mm-hmm. a way, so I definitely want to give a content warning. Anyone listening to this episode will be talking about religious trauma and uh, probably talking lightly about consent culture and rape culture and other just kind of stigmas that happen with that stuff. But we'll try to still be very sensitive. So hopefully it's mm-hmm. a good episode for you. And I guess, yeah, like... I think if you listen to the previous episode before, Jenna, myself, was very much like, I didn't, I wasn't raised this way. So I am coming at it from a pretty, like, in the dark space. And I admittedly am coming at a lot of this from a very, like, this is all fucking wild. This is really, uh, I'm just gonna, I mean, I, like, it's stupid. Like, I don't get mm-hmm. it. I, I, cause I just wasn't raised that way, but I don't actually, like, I am not talking ill of people's faith their religion and the actual real like things that they went through (laughs) right yeah I mean I think that's for a lot of people who didn't grow up in it Mm -hmm. like I it's just much more mainstream now to talk about purity culture and talk about the effects of it and like laugh at the Duggars Mm -hmm. and you know how you know kind of wild that kind of stuff is and I kind of call it like 
people look at stuff like that and they treat it like a freak show. And I understand it. Like, I'm not trying to be offensive to anyone, but like, I understand why, like I get why it's so funny. Yeah. And like, I sometimes think it's funny too, but also like just knowing that that's like people's real life and knowing from personal experience, you know, not to that level maybe, but it's still very present in like evangelical culture and Although it's like funny to goof on, like you were saying, it's so heavy in a lot of ways. It's really heavy and it's really real. And my not having understand it does not take away from the fact that it's just like, like it's genuinely a real issue. I just want to keep learning, you know, and I want to keep like going into these spaces and because it's like, it's all ornish sex a lot and a lot of things, right? A lot of stuff that I stand for, you know, consent culture and breaking down barriers and oppression that happen in so many different intersectional elements racism fat phobia mm-hmm. ableism um social economical like disparities within classes are all tied into this so it's like that's why i really do want to like get more into it so yeah thank you for that and uh i try to not make too much more fun of it but yeah like we are gonna kind of poke a little fun of course, at Maddie yes. and Grant because <laughs> they are they are putting themselves out there yeah my disclaimer definitely I mean obviously I make fun of this stuff right but yes it's you know it's easy to make fun of uh <laughs> people who have the words worth the weight on their wedding veil <laughs> Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, I know exactly what this wedding was like. Like, I don't even, I don't even need to have been there. Like, I get it. Like, I was at this wedding. I know what this was about. (laughs) It's so bad. And like, so I listened to that podcast that they were on where all of these cringy, you know, sound bites have come from about staring satan in the face while they're Mm -hmm. fucking or whatever it is that they're talking about i mean that's what is heavily implied yeah exactly (laughs) um but i listened to that and it was just like you know they were talking about the chronology of their relationship they met and then eight months later they were engaged and then three months after that they were married so within a year of meeting each other they're already married yeah which is not like that's not unusual necessarily mm-hmm. but there's just it the way that whole episode i mean yeah that whole thing was a lot to unpack <laughs> um if you haven't heard here's like the main big quote i'm gonna like uh play the clip real quick and you guys can hear this for yourselves satan goes how can i tempt you to be all over each other mm-hmm. and now that we're married i think we see especially in intimacy in the married bed he goes how do i keep you away from each other mm-hmm. yeah. right. one thing you, right. you know you walk into marriage going we're gonna want to have sex five times a day every mm-hmm. single day you know every single moment and especially as a man i would think but it's interesting how satan is so crafty to try and split that intimacy up yeah once you're married That's so true when yep. you're dating he goes together 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 now i can't tempt you with lust with her anymore so how do i get you off that mm-hmm. and we have to fight and there's moments that we have had that not that we didn't but we we're like Hey, we want to choose to have intimacy right now, even after this big argument, because we want to fight for this unity. And we're looking at Satan right in his eyes and going, we're fighting for what you cannot tear apart with God on our side. Ooh, so. Makeup sex. Good. Makeup, Makeup sex. sex. Yeah. <laughs> See, 
when I hear that, I'm like, do y'all even really like each other? Like, did y'all get married and realize that it's just like physically, like the chemistry isn't there? Like, and that's the first thing that comes to mind because, you know, they, of course, if you're a Christian, you have to like over-spiritualize it and be like, we're not connecting sexually because this is the enemy fighting against this amazing marriage. But it's like, maybe actually you just, since you didn't have sex before you got married, you didn't realize you have no physical chemistry with this person. It was all just sexual tension and then nothing. Truly. And I think from somebody from the outside's perspective, I'm just like, yeah, I've always thought about people who've maybe waited till marriage for this like evangelical reasons that, yeah, the rate of them not being matched well chemistry-wise after the fact was always confusing to me and of like, wow, how do these people stay married after that? And seeing this is an insight to me. So they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're making it religious based. Like it's, it's being tempted by Satan to keep, to keep them away from each other. And I had DMs from people saying there was also an element maybe at play of Maddie or somebody in this position might be, maybe she's just like not, there's literally so many reasons why they maybe not be, might not be having as much sex as Mm -hmm. Grant describes five times a day, right? Right. Um, It could be physically uncomfortable for her. She might have a low sex drive. She just might have better things to do. Uh, It might not feel well. Like, he might not be doing great. And I want to talk to you more about that later. You made a post recently about asking your partner for what you actually want and need. Um, But so there's a million reasons why that could be the case. But to how somebody in her position might now be feeling a lot of religious guilt for uh, letting Satan into her to not be the proper like sexual wife for her partner. And I think that I want to speak to, but like, yeah, the double edged sword of like spending your entire life growing up thinking sex is negative and bad before marriage. And then you're supposed to just turn that light switch into liking sex now. Mm -hmm. Can you speak to both of those? Yeah. I mean, this is, this is the tricky thing. You know, a lot of people who grew up in purity culture sometimes struggle with whether they may be asexual Mm -hmm. because there is so much fear and just so much emphasis placed on sex that it's like supposed to be a certain thing that when they actually have a sexual relationship whether it would be in marriage or out of marriage and it isn't the huge life-altering moment that they were promised that they're like, do I even like this? Like, am I just, do I, am I just a person who doesn't like sex? And that might or might not be true. Mm -hmm. You know, you could be, but also I've heard and, you know, somewhat from personal experience as well. Like it's, it may be that, but also it could just be, you have been taught to build it up so much in your head that when it's not that thing that you thought it would be, that it, you just think something's wrong with you. That's what happens a lot of times. And obviously I can't know what's going on in Maddie and Grant's relationship, but I do like, you know, it's pretty much stated that Grant did have sex before marriage. Mm -hmm. He had his, you know, wild phase that he describes Mm -hmm. drugs, alcohol, you know, college sports life and that whole persona. But, you know, I do feel... For Maddie, because there is such a, um, there's such an expectation 
placed on women in Christian marriages. And obviously I'm speaking in a gender binary. I, mm-hmm. I recognize a more expensive view of gender, yeah. but we're yes. talking in the evangelical mm-hmm. framework. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, there's just such an emphasis placed on women in, in Christian marriages. And especially, I mean, she is a pastor's wife now at this yeah. point. Yeah. So she's like, there's so much expectation that she would be the one to keep that side of their relationship, like amazing and steamy and fiery and like all the things that are expected of her. And that is a lot. It's a lot for like him to expect that of her with her having zero experience. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, um, it feels so yeah. icky. It's it's really, but this is how kind of people are kept in the framework of evangelical mm. culture because there's like always something that you're like, if you're not amazingly happy, it's like always something that you're doing. Yeah, God can like make you happy as long as you are like doing all the right things. So if you're not happy, that means something's wrong with you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I saw something about that too, and like, um, there's always this like silent um uh danger in religion that's coming towards you as a as a you know yes. member active member in the church there's always something trying to separate you from god mm-hmm. um and oftentimes that's yourself i suppose uh, in your lack of doing the right things it sounds so exhausting and i really feel for anyone that had to go through that at a young age because i feel like that would set you up so um roughly in your adult life which is already hard enough to trust your own gut and make your own decisions but like to have all of that put against you you know um yeah it's a young age yeah they were talking in the podcast about um spiritual warfare mm-hmm. and that is something that i definitely um grew up with like some congregations are very heavy on like emphasizing spiritual warfare and some aren't you know Mm -hmm. it just there's a definitely a spectrum Mm -hmm. with that in christianity but i just think about i mean spiritual warfare is essentially being in like constant fight or flight like that was Mm -hmm. kind of my experience of it because there's like an invisible enemy that's like with you all the time right Mm -hmm. and i just think about how much of an effect stress like that has on someone's like sexual desire or sexual drive yeah and I'm like no wonder like it can be difficult for people inside of these like Christian circles to like really have desire because I mean that's that's difficult in the best of times you know people Mm -hmm. get tired and stuff and you know Mm -hmm. there's all kinds of outside forces that affect your sex drive but to constantly be in that level of stress like I Mm. it's must be so awful (laughs) It must be so awful. Uh, yeah. And there's like this other line where he says like they would be tempted, you know, uh, beforehand. Uh, and then he it would he would lash out. His tongue would get loose and he'd get kind of violent. It, he alluded to being like emotional or like verbally kind of aggressive at the like lust of it all. And I just yeah, I I, I guess I wanted to speak to like. It's rough. I just imagine there's a lot of like abuse that's happening in a lot of Christian marriages. And I, I know I'm doing a broad stroke here, but <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. But uh, I don't like the lack of, and I, we talked about this before when we talked about Mike from The Bachelorette, um, Mikey, Virgin Mike. And he had this conversation with Mike Johnson and Brian uh, Abasalo with about like how God tempts him so much to have sex, but he has to like hold himself to this position. And that without God, he would be just a wild beast out in the you know streets and he would didn't know what he would do. And it really made me uncomfortable, not about Mikey specifically, but just about the idea that men are walking around, evangelical men are walking around like there's only a thin layer before they're going to be a fucking piece of shit, maybe slightly rapey, um, mm-hmm. if it weren't for this god. And I just, like, I guess it's weird to me that they're teaching entire generations, like, to not actually think co- critically about consent or about the way you treat other people. And it's just, like, all, it's all, like, it's not, it's not in your hands. It's in somebody else's hands. That makes me mm-hmm. so uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, it's really, and unfortunate is, like, not even close to the right word, but it's really awful how, I mean, this is what the church teaches men about themselves, that they can't control themselves, Mm. that they can't, um, you know, that there's this desire in them that can't be controlled, and that... They are, I mean, the church really just teaches everyone that they are terrible, awful people and that there's nothing good in them. And so when you internalize those messages for so long, you really start to believe that about yourself. And it's really awful. Um, And that doesn't excuse any way that people might act out, Mm -hmm. you know, from that belief about themselves. Obviously, you know, they Mm -hmm. are making that choice. And at the same time, I do see the nuance of, you know, growing up in an environment that teaches you that there's nothing good about you apart apart from a higher being, Mm -hmm. higher being, I put that in air quotes. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I, when I hear things, when I hear people talk down about themselves like that, or, you know, I just relate to it so much because I was there. That was me. I also felt similar things about myself that Mm -hmm. I would just, you know, go out and do terrible things were it not for my relationship with this being that I couldn't see. Oh, God. Yikes. 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 Okay. So there's another theme I wanted to bring up that I, in listening to the podcast more that um, I was like, whoa, about, hold on, let's see if I can find the clip. Well, but you have to marry people too, because every time you're off, maybe, god and her because she's the first you know now that she's not the forbidden fruit anymore and no mm-hmm. doubt vice versa you know it's like that jenny saw me fighting for honor and marriage before we were married oh, yeah. that she's like well he really takes god's word and god's plan seriously so i think yeah it is, it's not just semantics or or oh it's a good thought it really is important yeah so an example of this is two days ago we're at the cowboys game and you know there's a friend of mine it's a girl and I, one of her her husband's one of my best friends and when i talk to people i just get I don't even notice it. Like I'll put my hand on their arm. I'm a very touchy guy. And she just came to me and she goes, Grant, like, not only are you a pastor now, but it just really hurts me when I see you, you know, touch a girl's arm. And and it's just been really cool for her even to help me. And it's something you think is so innocent. She said, that's a little foothold. And maybe the enemy could get a hold of you. And so we even take like, 
how much of your personality, Grant and Maddie, as passionate people, do you shut down a little bit when the opposite sex is with you? Especially if they're not there, because I want to run up and grab and hug. And and as a leader and as a husband now, man, that's shut off. And that's a learning curve for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's been, it's been so interesting to, to navigate, you know, when you have 26 years of, of singleness, you know, and you're so yeah. used to being friendly and affectionate. And, 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 and even for me, um, taking a completely different direction, but even just in the form of like, independence, I'm so used to just doing what I want, what I want. Mm. you know, I'm like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, not even thinking about it. And how, oh, okay. So anyway, it just goes on and on. But that part was like when he was like, yep, to her just like wanting to do her own things. And he's like, I get the sense it's like, you can't do that kind of shit anymore. Yeah. And it's just like gross. But I was jaw on the floor hearing them talk about how they have to dampen their personalities, dampen who they are as people when they are around the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. And I know that this is like a thing that happens in these cultures, but I was like, whoa. And yeah, I guess speak to that a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, no, I made notes about like as I was reading through or as I was listening to the episode, I made a little note. And that was one of the things that really stood out to me is just how they feel that pressure, like you said, to shut down parts of who they are, you know, and seemingly all positive things you know Mm -hmm. Grant's saying he's like a very affectionate person and is comfortable you know showing affection towards people this is not anything sinister and it really is so so sad to see that like both of them feel this pressure now to change who they are to Mm -hmm. and, and it's like if if you sat them down individually like would they want their partner really to like change the person that they are that just sounds so awful like if Mm -hmm. you really if you really fell in love with this person like Mm -hmm. why wouldn't you want that person to like share how amazing they are with the world like but that's obviously not the christian mentality it's very much you know the woman is supposed to like hold back you know and, and just really save so much of herself for her husband you know sexually and in other ways like you know mm-hmm. you're really supposed to defer to your husband in pretty much every way mm-hmm. and even you know you obviously can't see this when it's just a audio format like a podcast but if you watch the clips that were posted from this podcast recording you can see the body language between them which is so familiar to me mm-hmm. you know just of her constantly looking at him and he so he's looking at the camera for the majority of the time and she is looking at him and i realize you know he's talking or whatever and that's the other thing i don't i don't know like i didn't clock it but he talked the majority of the time yeah, yeah absolutely uh, <laughs> I think that was very apparent and mm-hmm. very noticeable. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just, you know, yeah. especially now they're moving into these, like, you know, he's a pastor. Obviously, mm-hmm. she's not a pastor. She's not in a pastoral role because that's not allowed. But, <laughs> but the pastor's wife and like mm-hmm. everything that comes along with that. And I do, I do think about this, like, yeah, this is a bit of a tangent, but her whole thing was like, you know, she was like a Christian, but she was a cool Christian. She wore mm-hmm. like crop tops and mm-hmm. like listened to Drake and stuff. And I will be so curious of how how quickly all of that mm-hmm. will will go. You know what I'm saying? Because it mm-hmm. will. Yeah. It will. 
Oh, I'm so fascinating because you're right. That's something I've been talking about for a while when I would post like silly videos of her or whatever. I'd be like, it's so wild to me that she is playing this like cool Christian element. And I believe that she probably really thought very coolly of herself too. Like I'm, I'm proving that I can wear a crop top and still be like, uh, only here for Jesus. And, but I was like, but that in contrast to how deep these two individuals are into purity culture was confusing to my brain. Because, but I think I talked to somebody who said like that's the way it is nowadays. They trying to indoctrinate new youth because so many people are leaving the churches, mm-hmm. and so they're really trying to foster these, uh, these influencers, these religious influencers like her, to you know, uh, get more people back in. And it's like they're working. Or I mean, like Victoria Fuller is now born again. Like all of her girlies from Peter's season are like very getting into that, and. Yeah, it's just fascinating. But you're right. It's all going to go away because they're going to work at this mega church. And he's a pastor and she's the pastor's wife now. And it's that's that is going to. Oh, it's so so it's she had such a big personality. And you hear her talking about this podcast about her choices and how long she's been, you know, just she's been in this forever but like yeah her her wanting to be something bigger and do bigger things but like how much is that going to change now um and that's kind of sad yeah i mean i do think about it like obviously there's something very dynamic about her and like something that people connect with i do think she like her personality i mean she's a very beautiful person Mm -hmm. like she seems very sweet you know like i do think that she could have done something like really amazing mm-hmm. and you know hopefully she will she will um <laughs> but, but, but yeah, it's like oof. <laughs> it's just so different now because mm-hmm. she's really going to um you know have to fall in line with the mm-hmm. the prescripted path of- and, he- and here's like to prove our point in the very beginning of the podcast they talk about drake wow. and we were on this first date and i think let's steal the deal for her she says, we get in the car, and I look at her, and it was the clean version, by the way, but I was like, hey, do you want to drive around the city and listen to Drake? <laughs> and there was something about the city and listening to Drake, and I think it's really funny we say that now, because, like, we've actually had a major conviction on even the clean version of music we listen to. We had to touch Drake in, like, not a month. It's cool. It's like, we had... He's, he's like, they used to call me on the cell phone. That's just, he's upset. He's completely ghosting. No, no. We had a whole dinner of just, like, sharing testimonies and sharing yeah. our faith, and our love for Jesus and it was so cool like getting to have those moments and then get in the car and just like chill and hang out and have fun and then like we stopped middle of the, like listening to Drake and he was like should we pull over and pray for Drake I'm like oh my god they prayed for Drake I can't I can't but I but this speaks to what you just said they used to be more cool they could listen to the clean version of Drake but now they have invent evangelicalized themselves so deeply that they can't even listen to clean versions of rap music or just i guess any music and so it's like yeah it's already like happening yeah and that was like if you think about the timeline they did that podcast six weeks after they got married and they said that they had decided that like five months ago so this was even before they got married they were already like kind of warping these things they had previously felt comfortable doing now like even that is like a bridge too far like (laughs) like it's just yeah it's gonna be so interesting to see their evolution and like 
they're definitely going to have like probably even this year like some kind of like purity conference and you know it's going to be like her sort of leading it but he is definitely going to make an appearance like at 100 percent like (laughs) that that is going to happen no you're saying maybe maybe there's even going to be more bachelor people Mm -hmm. now that you're saying there's other Mm -hmm. you know who Mm -hmm. who else could join mikey Mm -hmm. uh, oh absolutely um what was the i who was from hannah's season uh luke Luke, Luke. yeah and he's married now right Mm -hmm. yeah so (laughs) heavens but you're so right and like that was the thing too and i think you're that your bet i'm gonna take that bet with you because she talks about how she got on the bachelor and how it was all like worth it to her in the end because she would get dozens and dozens of dms from women saying like you gave me faith to continue to stay a virgin and so I really think that is a touching point for her where she's going to use that as a platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And who's the Sadie, um, Sadie, what's her name? Mm. Sadie Robertson. Mm, I don't know who you're talking about. The one from um, Duck Dynasty. Oh, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not touched in with that. Oh, okay. She'll she'll be there. Like, okay. I, I would bet money. I mm-hmm. bet she'll be a part of it. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. they're like the same thing. Types of person. Love that. <laughs> um, what other notes did you want to talk about from the podcast that you were like, oh, God. Yeah. Well, one of them was in the last clip you played where mm-hmm. they're talking about how even after marriage, they have to, like, fight for whatever, you know, their relationship and their mm-hmm. connection and stuff. And I'm pretty sure, yeah, it was the podcast host, so Mm -hmm. not Grant or Maddie, but he said, she's not the forbidden fruit anymore, which was like, I mean, I like that really stood out to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, Mm -hmm. just how women are treated, like Mm -hmm. there's, you know. Maddie was a prize to be won and he won her and now you know she's not that forbidden fruit anymore it's like that's a very common thing in Christianity for you know you marry your virgin wife and then like it's not all amazing like you thought it was going to be and you know then since things aren't going well, you do have to chalk it up to all these like spiritual things, you know, well, like it, it, it's just mm-hmm. that really, really was like, mm-hmm. like, I just can't imagine being talked about like that, mm-hmm. like publicly the way that mm-hmm. Maddie was. <laughs> I know. And he was like, now I kind of, and it was like alluding to maybe not even having lust for her anymore. It was like, I, it's either, it's either, or it's either she's not wanting to have sex with him anymore and he's like guilting her and that's Satan, or it's more Satan is keeping him from wanting to be with her. And I could see it being both or either or. And speaking to his past of having girls and drugs and what have you, it's like, yeah, in his head, he might be struggling a little bit with, you know, kind of going back into this like purity culture of it all. I think that's so wild that you're raised like to as a woman in this in these churches to be raised knowing that you're the forbidden forbidden fruit. Um, but then how that must like I guess that's probably a way that kind of keeps you in is like you just really want to keep that goodness in you. Like you're told you're really bad, like you said earlier, all the time. But you're also told that you're the favorite. <laughs> you're like this thing that is so special. 
to the men in your life. And then you add into the icky part of then if a pastor or an older person in your life takes advantage of you in any way that you have somehow asked that to be upon you. But I would just be so confused because I'd be like, didn't you tell me that I am like this like kind of pure thing? And I can imagine that's used to manipulate a, a younger woman. Um, but then you're like, as soon as you're used or abused, then you are, uh, it's just brought back to the other thing that you're just bad. Yeah. And, you know, churches have a terrible track record of either saying or heavily implying that anyone who was abused sexually or had any kind of like unwanted sexual contact that they brought that on themselves or um it's something that they need to repent of and it's like but what about the man isn't isn't the godly man supposed to be also being godly in the name of the christ <laughs> like i'm confused how like he's not punished so deeply for like falling so short of what god wants him to be but like then i'm like is there a dark sinister part where it's like maybe in some other religions where like having sex is from the man's perspective is seen as godly like he's that's what god wants him to do or so? I'm, I'm speaking out of ignorance yeah i mean i i think you see that in a lot of like really small closed cults you know where yeah. most yeah, most cult. women yeah. in the cult would have sex with the cult leader yeah yeah that's what i was that's thinking of very common yeah um uh, Pretty much every cult at the end gets <laughs> to that point. Like if you just look at all of them, yeah. <laughs> they get there eventually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's mm. just, I just really, like you said, I mean, it's the, I was looking at Maddie's Instagram right before we got on here just to kind of see like what she's been up to. Um and this is just like my observation but like everything about their wedding was beige their apartment they showed like a little like scene of her in her apartment the entire apartment is beige I just like think that's kind of like symbolic for the relationship like it's yeah. just everything is like very plain yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like minimalists don't come for me like I'm just like <laughs> an outsider like yeah but for it's sure just, it's so interesting just like I don't know well is it yeah is there because things are all the devil right so this music that's not clean is is a foothold um I guess bright colors the rainbow because that's gay that's a foothold into Definitely. getting Satan <laughs> into you um watching reality television would seem like a little bit of a uh foothold satan moment um certain foods i imagine uh just other kinds of acts but it seems like you're just constantly afraid of that and uh, it must be exhausting and i just really again send my hearts out to anyone who's like going through it <laughs> and anyone who's gotten out of it i've gotten yeah so many dms from people um who've talked about getting out and how hard it has been and uh, I did I brought it up earlier you've made a post recently about asking for your partner for what you want and what you need and you had you kind of phrased it in the regards of like we're not living in a Christian romance novel um 
And so, yeah, speak on that a little bit and then we'll kind of wrap up. Yeah, I just think, I mean, I know for me, I really had no idea about how to be in a relationship with, Mm -hmm. you know, someone romantically. It was very much like, once you find the right one, God will teach you everything that you need to know about relationships and like how to love this person. Like you'll magically just know it through the Holy Spirit. Like it, that was very much like kind of the extent of Mm -hmm. what I learned about what it was going to be like to be in a relationship. And so when you go into a relationship with that idea and the other person, like your partner or partner is like, are, you know, your needs aren't being met by them or they're not doing these little things that would make you feel really special. You feel like you're maybe not worthy of it or that Mm -hmm. you've done something wrong when the fact is that you sometimes have to just tell your partner or partners Mm -hmm. like what you want. And there's like, there's no concept of that really. It's like the woman in the relationship is supposed to be giving, 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 and like the man in the relationship will give what he can, and you just like accept scraps essentially. Yeah, <laughs> and like that is so. I feel like that's a really hard part for people coming out of purity culture to like understand that just because things aren't like really wonderful and amazing, and like maybe your partner isn't like into the grand gesture of like, you know. F- a hundred roses or whatever like that doesn't mean that if that's you know you want flowers for valentine's day Mm -hmm. or you want to go on a date or you want like this or that that you can't like ask and like have that it's it's very much seen as like like less romantic you know like christians like build up especially women i feel like they build up this like thing that like the man in the relationship is just gonna like know all of these things about them and like have all these like I don't know just like be able to do all these amazing things and then when it doesn't happen Mm -hmm. it's really disappointing (laughs) yeah really disappointing and I feel like that has really spilled into mainstream culture too but like so much of it is based in this and so many of our our bad dating habits out there (laughs) that causes so much strife are is stemmed from purity culture um, and even like people who get married who are not getting married in the church, I mean, you still go to a lot of weddings and you hear the like vows and you're like, oh, this so much of this sounds like it's very Christian, you know, but like yeah. they they may not even appear to be Christians. And you're like, oh, but it's also like it's just been set in stone for so, 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 so long. Um, that's like disappointing to see how much it's affected our, <laughs> our really day to day life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I guess um, maybe, and I didn't prep you for this, so don't feel bad if you don't know, like, <laughs> to say, but I guess to kind of wrap it up, is there, like, some things you want to tell people who are listening who are getting out of it or have gotten out of this to um, help them, like, know that they are doing, like, they're on the right path, they're seeing, you know, just, like, some comforting words or, like, some advice on, like, what you've done that is, like, What's like a step you could do to help yourself? Is it like following people who talk about these things or is it reading a book or or just taking time for yourself and to retrain these negative thoughts? I guess the biggest thing I'll just say up front, like it's never too late mm. for you. Like, however, you know, 
whatever point you are in life, it's never too late for you to like find a new way to like mm. embrace your sexuality, like yeah. whatever that looks like, you know, whether you're 18 or whether you're 78, like it mm-hmm. doesn't matter, you know, and it's gonna feel so desperate and like you just you cannot break out of it when like when you first start questioning things like it's gonna feel so intense Mm. and but it's not gonna be that way forever and you are going to be you are going to be okay like you are going to figure it out and there's so many I would say millions of people all around the world who like have a similar experience and as much as that might not make you feel better in the moment, mm. like it's still going to feel really alone. You're, you probably mm. won't even be able to talk about it at first and that's okay. Like you probably, w- it will probably take you time to like verbalize what you mm. are feeling about yourself and like your sexuality, whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. But I would say mm. just like if you have friends or even people on the internet, like the internet is an amazing place for a lot of things like this. I mean, mm-hmm. There's so many accounts out there now that talk about the same kind of thing that I do. And, you know, what's great is like everyone has a different perspective. Like some accounts are like much more educational, I guess Mm -hmm. I would say. Like I tend more towards humor. I do like, you know, share resources and stuff. But like some some accounts are like really just education and some are just memes and some are just you know different things affirmations maybe yeah Yeah. and there's just like so much out there so I would say just like know that you're going to be okay you're going to figure it out you will find like if a relationship is something that's important to you like you will find um, there will be people out there who are going to, even if they don't understand your experience, they'll like respect it and like, yeah. you know, they will like work through it with you. Um, and there will be people who are like patient with you yeah. um, as like you figure out yourself, like there will be people who. Um, so, so beautiful. Yeah. I feel like, um, I don't know if, did you read um, Jeanette McCurdy's book? Uh I wish my, or I'm glad my mom's dead. I didn't, but I've heard her talk a lot about it. Like, I'm yeah. very intrigued by yeah. it. Yeah, it's very good. I just read it uh, to the listeners. I, I will probably do some kind of episode on that a little bit more later. But she, one of the many traumas she has is deep Mormonism. Um, mm-hmm. And she talks at one point about just like realizing she, uh, through a lot of the traumas, but like truly had no idea who Jeanette was and how hard that was and I think people can relate to that and I can too in some regards it's just like anyone growing up but I had I I reading it I was like whoa I've never experienced to this level because you lose all of who you are really you're forced upon by all of this stuff and then when you're getting out of it how painful that is to um realize you don't know who you are and that you might actually hold on to negative things that you do because at least that's something that you know Mm -hmm. um in regards to like Jeanette's like she had addictions and things like that so she clasps onto those because that's that's the only thing she could know that wasn't this religious person anymore um so yeah I think what you said is really nice I really like to hear that yeah you it might feel isolating because you really don't know who you are uh but there will be people out there who will be patient with you and there'll be people out there who will have a similar enough experience to 
to guide you through that. And yeah, I think following as many accounts and getting new perspectives and different angles of it is such a good thing to do. So thank you. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Well, that was a, that was a doozy friends. Uh, but I hope that it was healing in some regard, or at least just, um, good, uh, brain fodder for you to think about. Cause I know I'm going down that path and thinking about it more. And I look forward to having more conversations about that. Uh, yeah, slide into the DMs to talk about different things, share your stories. And maybe Blair and I can look into sharing on my Instagram stories, can share some other accounts to follow and things like that. Uh, do you want to promote anything right now? Um, I don't have anything specific other than just my social media. I am on Instagram. That's kind of my main platform. And then I dabble in TikTok and Twitter mm-hmm. as well. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of it is talk purity to me. It's the same across all of them. Good for you. Lucky for you. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming on and doing this with me. I really appreciate it. You'll have to come back because I'm sure we'll yes. have another thing to talk about. And we can Definitely. Talk. Maybe even this season. I don't know. This season is looking very interesting so far absolutely it's really (laughs) i i am like on the precipice of like what is just like what is happening and is this gonna be like the best season or just a mediocrity who's to say i've been underwhelmed so far i will say (laughs) (laughs) all right y'all with that uh stay well drink some water take a nap masturbate bye Thank you for listening to Descartes Pod. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Descartes Pod and follow your hosts at Jenna with a smile and at Drunk Feminist. Descartes Pod is produced by Andrew Olson. You can follow him on Instagram at Androne. Our music is by Jet Overly. Follow and support him on Instagram at Jetty Boy James. And our logo design is by Michaela Jane. You can find her work at MichaelaJane.com and on Instagram at Michaela Jane. Drop a review on iTunes if you're nasty like that. Bye. Bye.